Good morning, Rabbi Yisai. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community Club of Summerton, Philadelphia. Continuing here with Evan Shlema. Perak Aleph. We're working our way still through Simon Ches over here. A big, big paragraph uh, where big topics are being discussed and established over here. And Haloi Hemo, those big topics are the Erev Rav, the modern day Erev Rav, and the Erev Rav that has dogged us and distracted us and tried to bring us down for thousands of years now. And as we keep seeing over here, the Erev Rav is the, is the, uh, the most destructive element of Klai Yisrael. Those are the ones that are the hardest to detect. Those are the ones that are thwarting the Geula from coming, preventing Klai Yisrael from meriting the ultimate and final redemption. But the ones that are the closest to home, the brand that stuck to the kernel, the elements of Klai Yisrael that look the most like classic elements of Klai Yisrael, all the trappings of, of from Orthodox Jews, yet have a makeup in terms of the, their behavior and their mannerisms and, and their lifestyles, which is bringing down Klai Yisrael from within. And there are five different categories of Erev Rav over here that the Vilna Gain mentioned. The first was the Balei Machlekes of Elash Hara, the people that are confrontational, the people that get into fights, the people that get into altercations and divisiveness. And the guy said, those are the worst. Those, that's the Amolek element, Amolek aspect of the Erev Rav of Klai Yisrael. And we explained yesterday what the ideas of, of a Ba Machlekes, what's a good Machlekes, what's a bad Machlekes, what's the kind of Machlekes, it's the Erev Rav Machlekes, the one that's there just to eliminate the other team, to get rid of the other people, to get rid of the other players on the field. And why they're the worst of the worst because they're the ones that are actively really getting in the way of the Geul Shlem, which is all about gathering Kleisel together, unifying Kleisel, Achtos, bring Kleisel together, bring Kleisel together. And um, we do see, I believe right now, Kleisel, just Agav, is sensing that, that if we're going to move forward, not just in, in a sense of survival, but hopefully in a sense of triumph, Kleisel really is understanding this right now, that we need Achtos, we need unity, we need everyone to get together once again, as, and, and, as, as, as much as possible, to avoid Machlekes. And again, we're, we're not connecting any dots, we're not purporting in this sheer, our modest Eben Shlemo, sheer on Perik Yedal, the Perik of Gula, to say that we're living in Gula times. There's many, been many, many times over the history of Kleisel that had the potential to be Gula times, and Be'ez HaShem Yisbarach, Whatever potential the the current times that we're living in has to be that gula, let's capitalize on it. Let's actualize on it. Let's talk and make it into gula. But short of saying that Rabbi see these are Mashiach Tzayin, these are definitely times that Klai Yisrael sees we have to have Achtus right now. And the very opposite, the antithesis of this is, is the Machlik, is the divisiveness that, that brings Klai Yisrael to the opposite place that drives Klai Yisrael apart. And yes, any Machlik is generally driven by intolerance, that's driven by hatred, that's driven by xenophobia, that's driven by, uh, at its very core, that we don't like you because you're different than us, that's always a machlekes, that's shalei l'shem shemayim, that's the machlekes, the air of rav machlekes, it's a machlekes where we're not looking to arrive at one common goal, we're looking to get rid of the people that we don't like. Yeah, okay, we spent a lot of time on that yesterday, let's continue today, but just it's just an important, such an important thing to know about, and it's not just about avoiding certain movements that seem to rally behind the cause of machlekes, even for ourselves, as we said, the air of rav is out there, and it's in here too. They walk amongst us, and sometimes we find ourselves under the influence of, of the Erev Rav. And if we find ourselves not being able to get along with people, 
for baseless reasons, had a baseless hatred, we have been infected a little bit by the Erev Raf movement. We have to make sure that there's no Yidin that we say, well, you know, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't go to his Simcha, I wouldn't invite him to, his, to my Simcha. I, uh, if I see him in the room, I leave the room. If I see him in the shul, I leave the shul. If there's anyone like that out there, that means we've been, we've been uh, influenced a bit by them. And that's, a, uh, that's going the opposite direction of bringing the Geula. That, that is... Uh, a dangerous place to go, the place that the Goyen is helping us avoid. So let's return to the other five. As we said yesterday, we have to find the common denominators behind the five categories. And we mentioned there seems to be two basic categories, one of which we mentioned yesterday. That's the Balai Machlekes belong into a category of, of Erev Rav who are, who are causing Kleisel to crumble at the core. Divisiveness, infighting, and internal divisions and 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 uh, lack of unity this is the the underlying theme and, and the issue behind the Bali Machlekas aspect of the Erev Rav but there's four other categories of Erev Rav we have to return to those and try to identify the underlying theme over there those were the Bali Taiva the Bali Kavid the Bali Mamun and the those who are trying to present themselves different than who they are. Bali Taiva, Bali Kova, Bali Maman, people that are pursuing thrills and experiences, that's what life is all about. Bali Maman, people that are pursuing money, that's what life is all about. Bali Kova, people that are pursuing prestige and honor, that's what life is all about. Life is all about the honor, life is all about the prestige. And finally, the Tzavuim, the people that are presenting themselves one way to the entire world, but on their, in, 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 on, on their own, when they're alone, in their own dialogues, in their own personal life, they're very different people altogether. So what's the common linking theme behind these four? So it's really, again, we're going to make two categories every year. The five, Bali Machlekes is one category, the other four are in a different category, a different theme. What's the underlying theme, and why does that make them Erev Rav? There's a lot of Averis you can do. There's, there's a whole bunch of things that we can do wrong. There's no shortage of Averis, we know that, right? But from all the Averis, all the potential things that you can do wrong, these are the five that have been selected to define who the Erev Rav are, and for us to keep track of the Erev Rav. Why these five, and for the other four that we haven't addressed yet, what's the underlying theme that makes these people the Erev Rav? The answer is, from the the other four, the Bali Taiva, Bali Kavad, Bali Mamun, and the Tzavuim, the people that are not Teicha Kambaram, people that don't act and act externally and internally the same way, these are all linked under the umbrella of those who end up being destructive role models for Klai Yisrael, destructive leaders, people who lead us astray, people who lead us in a bad direction, people who lead us off, off track, off course, off road. And that's also very destructive. That's the other aspect, the Arab, those who can assume leadership positions, positions of influence, positions of, of, of weight and, and impact to those around them, but they're leading and impacting in a bad direction. You know, nowadays there's a new term that I learned in the last year or so. I don't know how long this term has been around for, but it's like a new sprach. They have people called influencers. We're familiar with this? Influencers. Influencers are the people that have, that have social media channels and chats and 
You know this word, so how long have you known this word for, Reb Moshe? Yeah, influencer. An inf- someone who's an influencer. With a capital I. I only heard it like within the last year. Mainly a lot of people who have a big social media following. I'm saying, but how long has that word been around for? When that was that coined? What? That I know. When, do you, when was the first time you heard that term? 1819. Okay. Yeah, so this this is really who we're talking about. Influencers. Air of Rav when they, can become influencers. And that's the second element of where the air of Rav is so destructive to Klai Yisrael is in, 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 in how they can influence Klai Yisrael. How they can lead Klai Yisrael, and they can in, in fact and indeed end up leading Klai Yisrael astray by being bad role models, being bad influencers. And we return to the remaining four bullet points, the remaining four main categories of where we find the Erev Rav in every generation up until and including 2023 in modern day times and we can understand again how these how, 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 how all four of these are really people who are leading Klai Yisrael astray Bale Taiva, Bale Kavid and Bale Mama, let's start with that Bale Taiva is someone and, and the guy did make it clear that any one of these categories, these are people who are kaifsim lahiris velita Torah. These are people that make a splash, people that attract attention, people that others look at and maybe even look up to, due to their prominence, due to their positioning and placements in the community. In in in. Um, In uh, what's it called? Um, in Za- in in, in Simon Vav as well. Two Simonim ago, the guy also referred to the Erev Rav as the Ashirim Alize Gavaseich, the prominent people in the community. Ashirim means literally wealthy, but it doesn't have to be just the wealthy people. The people that are prominent people that make a splash, the people make noise, the people that you know others look at almost longingly, enviably, and and. Um, Therefore, that gives them a certain degree of influence. And those people, those Erevrav that, you know, make a splash, can be more prominent people, when they are any of those three, Bailam, they're a Balgaiva, a Baltaiva, or a Bal Kovid, they're people who pursue thrills and experiences, people who pursue amassing wealth, money. That's what life is all about for them. Or people that pursue honor and prestige that takes their influence that they have and that causes destruction, that wreaks havoc in Klai Yisrael. It makes a lot of waves and makes make shock waves. Why? Because someone is in the community and he's, he's always getting the latest gadget, gizmo, the latest model car, always expanding his house, always building and, 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 and buying and bolstering his, his, his position and his, uh, his material pursuits and his materialism and he is creating a, a leadership role, really, for everyone else. That, like, yeah, this is what life is all about. This is the, this is you know, what's important in life. This is what, this is what's out there, and and this is where we should, you know, really be, be excited. This is where we should be involved, because let's take a step sideways for a moment. Um, taiva, you know, an experience, a thrill, A materialistic pursuit, that, that's something that is a very basic Yetzirah there that nobody is really immune to. Everyone can be affected by the Yetzirah of Taiva, the Yetzirah of a good time, 
a geshmaka meal, a geshmaka steak, a geshmaka uh, experience, and making that even into a, a lifestyle of, of getting this, that, and the other, constantly constantly being on the cutting edge of technology, that's something that has an appeal to anyone. That is a basic gate Sahara. And we know, uh, we know, we don't have to be told this, we've learned so many svarim in so many, so many different times and places and settings that, that tell us that when a person gets too involved, goes overboard in materialistic pursuits, that is a, a, a direct um, threat and, and, and a direct thwarting of pursuing godliness and, and being uh, being a loyal Eved Hashem. That, that, that it's, it's antithetical. They're opposite. They oppose one another. We know that. We don't have to be told that. And we work on it. We're, we try to be good. We try to be very good. We try to be well behaved. We try to fight the good fight. The problem is when we're fighting the good fight and we you know, are, are not immune to these um, lures. We're not immune to Taiba. We're not immune to the attractiveness of of all the experiences that the material world has to offer us. And there's someone in the community who is influential, someone in the community who is, of, who is, in, who is a, 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 you know, looked up to, and he makes that his pursuit. He's constantly working on the house, expanding the house, constantly getting the latest car and, and the latest gizmos and gadgets, and he's a, a person of influence, then all the avoida, all the personal work that we're doing, it, that, that crumbles. And that is undermined by the fact that someone that is prominent, someone that makes a splash, someone that we look up to, someone that 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 makes a you know a dent over here in the community, is is really not working on what I'm working on. That undermines my my work, that undermines my my growth. And I see someone who is in a leadership position. Well, you know, hey, if, if he is someone who is prominent in the community, and he, you know, is not working on what I'm working on, and he rather is, he allows himself to have these indulgences. So I guess it's not so bad. I guess I could do that too. I'm better than him. I, I'm, I, I, I follow him. I look up to him. He's someone of influence. That is, is ruinous. That is very destructive for the Baltaiva within, within his sphere of influence. And it's like that for the, all the other well, all the other people, who, the, the, the three Bailim over here. The Baal-Mamun and the Baal-Kov. The Baal-Mamun is someone who doesn't want a good time. He just wants to make a lot of money. We explored and explained this long, long time ago, towards the beginning of Sefer Evan Shlema, that there's someone who just wants money and someone who wants to enjoy his money. The two different people. Someone who wants to enjoy life, that's the Baal Taiva. And there's the Baal Mamun, so he doesn't really want to enjoy life. He just likes, gets the thrill of having a lot of money. Not necessarily going to spend that money even. He just likes to see the numbers go up, 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 up. Um, that's also something that we struggle with. We, you know, everyone likes to have money, everyone wants to have money. But again, we're fighting the good fight. We're saying, no, you know, I'm, I'm going to learn Musrasvar, I'm going to work on myself. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get caught up in that. But again, when there's someone who is a prominent person, someone who is, has semi-leadership role, and leadership, all, all that takes to be a leadership, in a leadership role, someone who is of influence, someone who is an influencer. When I see someone like that in my community who, is, who uh, makes a splash, someone that, that, that is a significant person in the community, and he, he is a workaholic, he's constantly making anyone, I mean, he talks about his money, everyone's known that he has a lot of money, then um, he undermines my work, he undermines my efforts, he undermines my labors. And, and that's Vaita, the Erev Rav, that's the Erev Rav exerting their influence and their leadership positions to bring us down from within. Should we call him back? Anyway, um, and then there's the ballet covered people that are 
pursuing prestige. People that are after their own honor, prestige. And the same kind of thing, that's all, these are all three struggles that every human being struggles with. And generally on our own, we try to fight the good fight. The Erev not only get in the way of fighting the good fight, they give us an opposite um, direction, opposite influence, and they undermine that fight because I think to myself, the Yetzirah is able to use that to feed me, uh, feed me um, a uh, rationale argument, which is, hey, I guess it must be okay because this person who is a role model, this person who is a leader, this person who is a person of influence, but again, by leader, a person of influence, I don't necessarily mean, I keep trying to make it clear, that someone can be an influencer, be a role model, and someone who makes an impact, it doesn't have to, we're not talking necessarily the rabbi of the community, the rabbi of the of the shul, or the, the, the Rosh Hashiva, or the Rav, or the Rebbe, someone, again, that, that, that is a prominent person in the community, that, that is a, a semi-leadership role, and when someone like that is a Baal Maman, a Baal Taiva, a Baal Kavid, he's pursuing prestige, pursuing honor, like, this is what life is all about. Or money, this is what life is all about. A good time, this is what life is all about. Everyone knows, like, this guy's trying all, always trying out the, 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 the newfangled things and thrills in restaurants. And, and that's the influence that this influencer is able to, you know, whether he realizes or not, whether he likes it or not, whether he's interested in doing it or not, but that is what ends up happening. That is the Erev Rav, once again, subverting Klyusrol's destiny and causing Klyusrol's foundation to crumble at the core by providing leadership which takes us away from our destiny. Question. Are we thought also that we're supposed to do our life? Is there Yes, excellent question. So question being asked is aren't we supposed to enjoy life? And the answer, short answer is yes. The long answer is yes with a balance. And we discussed, we did discuss this by Masil Shisharm, that um, things that are here in this world are meant to be enjoyed, but not at the expense of losing sight of the greater goal. The greater goal is first and foremost spiritual development, first and foremost relationship with Hashem, first and foremost um, excelling in, in our pursuit of Torah study, in our davening, in our observance of mitzvahs, that's what we're first and foremost here for. Um, so what about all the worldly pleasures, which we're not here to shun them, certainly. We're not here for asceticism. We're not here to... Uh, to, to uh, what? We are here to struggle. We're not here to, to, to uh, ignore this world. And, and the Messiah Shalom explained it so beautifully as we explored back at the time. It's a very good question, excellent question. But we turn to what we explored the Messiah Shalom's um, discussion of this, which is, it's all about the balance, meaning it's all about doing it with the proper balance. The proper balance means knowing that I consist of a body and a soul. I'll just say, you know, the brief the brief encapsulated answer that the Ramchal gives is as follows. I consist of a body and a soul. And yes, I want to I want to I want to um, you want to hang up? No. I want to. Um, I don't know. It's an Uri. Uri with a U. Uri. Zach. Zach. I know why you hung up. Why you hang up? Such a nice shield we have over here. Such a nice class. Anyway, okay. So, 
A consists of a body and a soul. I have to know that A. And B, yes, we're here to make the soul the, the soul pilot. The soul is here to be the soul driver. The soul is here to solely be, be uh, who I am. Uh, my relationship with Hashem, my, my Shemir HaMitzvahs, my Limar Torah. But I consist of a soul that's fused to a body. I have to have the body on board. The body has to be a, an accessory to that soul. But I need my body to help me do mitzvahs. I need my body to help me learn Torah. I need my body to help me um, excel in being a soul. But the body is there to be an accessory to the soul. But being that the body is part of the part of the uh, whole, um, you know, the whole, the whole uh, partnership over here, the body also has to be addressed and acknowledged and tended to, and to keep the body tended to and not neglected, to keep the body well-functioning, well-oiled, that the body should be able to be on board the soul. The body also needs to have an outlet occasionally. That's, that's the worldly pleasures. The balance is to keep the body well-oiled. The body sometimes does need to go out for dinner. Sometimes the body does need to go hang gliding. Maybe if that's, you know, you've got to know yourself. Sometimes the body does need to um, go skydiving. Yes. Um, Whatever it is, right? But the the uh, enjoyments of this world are there for the body to remain uh, healthy and productive and on board with following the direction of the soul. And flipping that around, that means that the worldly pleasures, when they are enjoyed by the body in such a way that the body is being tended to, not being neglected, being kept healthy and well-oiled, then all those worldly pleasures become channeled towards spirituality. Great. But it has to be with that balance. If a person says, clearly I understood, I went to, you know, my, my, I went to the Makubal and he told me, my, my mission in life is to make sure that every cow finds its way back to heaven so that my, my job is to have, uh, I, I'm, I'm tasked with, with, um, Eating steak. Eating steak every single night. That's right. And and finding and, and, and you know have to sample every restaurant out there and and every restaurant sample every single type of steak and every way of grilling the steak because I'll make sure there's no cows out there that I haven't had the, that I haven't had the privilege of me consuming them because I'm the one that knows how to get those cows to heaven. That's going a little too far. It's going a little too far, and that's uh, we're not, we don't have that proper balance anymore. So that's the short answer. The short answer to the question of Stan is yes, of course. The world is here not for us to ignore it. The world is not here for us to uh, run away from it. But it's here for us to enjoy with the right balance. The right balance means keeping the body well-oiled. And when I do it that way, then that's, yes, this world is channeled upwards to spirituality. But when it becomes a pursuit in of itself, that's what we're talking about. That's what the Vilna Gunn is talking about. Balei Taiba. Balei Taiba means, no, he, he is here for the stake, right? He's here for the good times. He's here for the experiences. That's the only thing he talks about. That's the only thing that he's interested in. That's the only thing that he, you know, that's when he gets very passionate when he talks about this meat and this wine and this way and this that and the other this 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 experience and this this um, thrill, that's balei taiva. So those are the people that are exerting an influence over Klaiso that undermines the the um, mission statements of Klaiyisrael. Okay, so that's very clear. So that's why these three formulate the the, the three examples of category two of the erev rav, the erev rav who are the influencers that are influencing Klaiyisrael to to, to um, shirk their responsibilities and fall short of their destiny. And that also is the, the, the other one, the fourth one, that also falls into this category, that the people that present themselves to the, 
Sibor one way, but in, uh, in their own private life, there's someone else altogether. They present themselves as, as, uh, as, as uh, who knows what, right? As people who um, are, are um, <clears throat> pursuers of nothing but Ratzon Shemayim and Kavad Shemayim and, and God's will and God's, and, and, and God's uh, um, expectations on their, uh, to the to the seaboard, to the community, to the public eye, they present themselves one way, but in their own private life, behind closed doors, to someone else altogether. That was the fifth example of the Erev Rav, the fifth, fifth category that the going gave us of the Erev Rav, and we're putting that under, we, we made two basic categories, that falls under category number two, the Erev Rav, the, uh, of, of um, the, the, the um, destructive power of the Erev Rav, which comes as a result of exerting improper influences, and they undermine the uh, mission statements of Klai Yisrael. Why does it fall under that? Now we would ask ourselves, why are they leading us astray? If to the public eye, they really are respected, if to the public eye, they're really doing the right thing, if to the public eye, they really are, uh, they look like big tzaddik, and they look like big masmidim, they look like people that are sitting and learning all day long, they look like people that are davening, langa langa shmona esres, they look like people that are masters of shalom bayis, they're master mechanchum, look how good they are with their kids, Look how good they are to their wives. You know, why, if that's what they're presenting to the public eye, why then are they being classified as, as Erev Rav? Yeah, so on the, maybe behind closed doors, they, they're awful to their kids, awful, rotten to their wives, and on their own time, they're maybe not the mass medium that they seem to be. But why does that make them into the Erev Rav? Why does it make them into the people that are the improper influencers to Klai. So the answer is like this scary answer, very scary answer. Yes, they do go into that category of those that are influencing Klai improperly and undermining the, the direction Klai needs. Why is that? Because inevitably, Rabbi Yisai, um, something's going to be off. Something is going to be off, even on a very small and subtle level. Something's going to be off somewhere. And when a person that has something off somewhere is a leader, that's going to show up in the leadership also, and that's going to show up in how they guide and direct people. And in one of two ways. So let, let's say this in a, in a very, in an in a, in a overt way and in a, in, a, in a covert way. In an overt way, there's a, you know, who said this? I think, um, I don't know who said this. Was this P.T. Barnum or was someone else? You can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. That P.T. Barnum, he's the one that's, he also, he definitely said there's a sucker born every minute, right? He might have said that one too. You can't fool all the people all the time. And, and on, on a very overt course level, someone who's not Teich Kabaray, but yet finds himself in a leadership position, eventually something, inevitably and, 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 and inexorably, something is going to give at some point and you can't fool all the people all the time abraham and that lincoln. what abraham lincoln. abraham lincoln who was a close friend of pt barnum <laughs> said that i don't even know if they ever if you they... can fool all the people some of the time and some of the people all the time but you cannot fool all the time okay so the with the apologies to abraham lincoln i misquoted a little bit to Avramula. apologies to Avramula. so uh Yes, yeah, so I was being told that, okay, so the item is, is telling me that the full statement is you can fool some of the people all the time, all the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. 
That's the first idea behind why the tzavuim, that are not teichem kebarim, people who, to the public eye, are one way, and privately they're a different way, why that, that, that makes them erirav, because eventually they're going to get caught. Eventually something's going to give, eventually, if they're really guilty of behavior in their private lives that shouldn't be going on in their public lives, it's going to get at, at some point, somewhere, sometime, like Abraham, like, like Abramolo. He studied. That's where he got it from. Okay, makes sense, sure, sure. Um, and that's very destructive. When Kalah Yisrael has someone who is taken on as a leader, someone of influence, that Rahman al-Islam gets caught, gets caught in, 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 in scandalous behavior, that's very destructive. That's Erevrath. That's the Erevrath. That's very, very destructive when someone who is accepted as a leader, even if he's a lay leader, even if he's a middle-level leader, Kalah has different level leaders. There's the top-level leaders, you know, middle-level leaders, and there's, like, lay leaders, okay? Even someone who's a lay leader or a middle-level leader gets, gets um, exposed some kind of public scandal, whatever that may be, whatever that may be on whatever level that is, whatever they were doing improperly, something in their business dealings, in, in, being in their private lives, that's very damaging to Kleiser. We all know that, unfortunately. Right? A ruv, a rabbi... Even if he's not a rabbi, but someone who's prominent in the community. We talked about the Muncie Chicken Man. This is the Muncie Chicken Man. He was a very prominent person in the community. Very, very prominent. He gets caught feeding, you know, thousands of Jews treif, unwittingly, unknowingly. That rocks the boat of, of, of Kleisel stability when, when you have someone who's looked up to who is exposed. That's the Erev Rav. That's, that's why this becomes the Erev Rav, because again... Our leaders are suddenly, the people that we looked up to suddenly were on very shaky, unstable ground. Um, in, in, uh, in, in a community sense. A very, very big shakeup. That's on an overt level, on a coarse level, why someone who is leading improperly will, um, will, have, that, will, uh, will have that effect. And um, on a covert level, on the covert level, someone that publicly is one way and privately is a different way, even when he's not caught, even if he doesn't get caught, even he never gets caught, but if in, on, on a private level he is not really, doesn't live by the values that he teaches, then his leadership is also going to be off somewhere, on a, uh, uh, to the outside. Maybe very, in a very subtle way, maybe very hard to pick up on, very hard to detect, but it will be off somewhere and that will have ripple effects in his leadership and the ripple effects and how he leads ripple effects in the community that he takes responsibility for he's not really leading them with full responsibility if he's off in his private life he's going to be off somewhere in his public life and the leadership the direction there's not completely a pure Torah leadership that he's giving because he himself is off a little bit everybody understands that that's on a covert level he's going to he's not he's not the right leader and that's again in Abriv Rav elements that our leadership is leading us astray, our influences are influencing us improperly, and maybe we should have broken this up into two classes, but we didn't. So everyone out there in WhatsApp land, feel free to you know, stop, I don't know, at the 24 or 25 minute mark, and feel free to listen to this as two separate classes, but these are all, so all four of you here are being lumped under one general umbrella of the Erev Rav that leads astray, that leads improperly, that are improper influences, influencers, but one has to do with the clear message they're sending, one has to do with an unclear message that's being sent due to the fact that they, in their private lives, they don't live by what they teach, they don't practice what they preach. 
Okay, we will conclude over here and we will continue with Hashem tomorrow.